Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. You remember the song, right? Yeah, that's Full House. That legendary San Francisco opening, Alamos, Square Park, a picnic in front of the painted ladies. And in the background, if you look really closely, you can see OCP. OCP, notoriously known as the Out of Control Projects. This is where London Breed grew up. Behind the facade of what San Francisco was trying to tell itself it was, this is what it really is. Today, London Breed is sworn in as San Francisco's mayor, the first black woman to lead the city. But who London Breed is hasn't always been who people wanted her to be. I'm Erica Aguilar. Welcome to The Bay. The San Francisco Bay Area is small, as we all know. The black community in San Francisco is super small. Jamila Keene is a race and justice reporter at Mother Jones. She grew up in San Francisco in the Fillmore. You know, I went to school with some of London's family. So Did you went to school with some of London Breed's family? Yeah. So, you know, like, it's just a really, really small community. All of you know that I grew up in this city, in this neighborhood. London Breed has a political philosophy that is very much centered on the idea that the people who know best how to change a city are the people who grew up there. I went to this school when it was called Raphael Will. The first press conference that she had the day after she'd been elected officially, she had at her elementary school, which was Rosa Parks Elementary School in Fillmore. Just walking through the halls reminded me of a few things. It reminded me of when I had my first fight. (laughs) When she says that she knows what it's like, to care about San Francisco public schools because she went to them, that's what she's referring to. It reminded me of when my brother would walk me to school in kindergarten and I would tell my grandmother that I didn't need him to walk me to school because I can walk myself to school. You know, when she says that she has a special personal investment in tackling addiction. Addiction, a problem that isn't just going to go away because we don't want to see it. She knows that because she has a sister who died of a drug overdose. It's why I've been talking about safe injection sites and as mayor, I plan to make them... She has very intimate experience with the issues that are sort of very top-line issues in San Francisco right now. Her campaign used that. Yes, I'm your mayor. You can actually trace some of London Breed's political identity to things that happened earlier in her life. There was one event from London Breed's life that has a direct line to part of her political identity today. In 1996, 
something major happened. Nationally, we were having a discussion about what to do about public housing. And in San Francisco, Mayor Willie Brown announcing that Plaza East would be demolished and rebuilt. And so in 1996, London Breed realized that she and her family were going to get kicked out of their home. London Breed at the time is a student in political science at UC Davis. She's trying to get help, trying to get some sort of assistance. So she goes to the tenants' union. And so as London tells it now, um, she was turned away. And that was a really formative political moment. It's seen as this clear message that, you know, here white progressives are once again claiming that they want to help people, claiming that they want to help the poorest of the poor, but really who they're thinking about are white poor people. There are, you know, really poor black folks in the city who are being kicked out, um, who aren't even on the, their radar. I think what a lot of London Breed supporters want is sort of a deeper economic analysis that's married to racial justice. And they don't often see that with a lot of leadership in San Francisco. What does it mean when London Breed says she's a moderate or people say that London Breed is a moderate? What they're basically saying is that she is not unwilling to sit down with developers and to say, you're coming in anyway, how can we make this benefit us? And that's, that's a, a thing that makes people not trust her. She's also gotten some pushback around policing. Mario Woods was killed. Alex Nieto was killed. These are sort of very landmark cases that have really put the San Francisco Police Department in the hot seat. Along with uh, Supervisor Malia Cohen, she led an effort to investigate Mario Woods' shooting. A resolution calling for an independent federal investigation of the shooting of Mario Woods. But she also, you know, made a speech where she said, look, parents, if you know that your kid is involved in violence, turn them in. And that is very much against any sort of radical politic, right? Good morning, everyone. On December 12th, San Francisco Mayor Ed Lee died unexpectedly. In accordance with the city charter, I assume the role as mayor of the city and county of San Francisco effective immediately. It propelled London Breed, who was president of the Board of Supervisors, to interim mayor. She's mayor, I think, maybe all of a month before a group of members of the Board of Supervisors vote um, to basically strip her of the mayorship. The Committee of the Whole has selected Supervisor Farrell to be the successor mayor. We will now ask for the members to return to chamber. Excuse Madam Clerk, I would like... When London Breed had the interim mayorship stripped from her, um, I think it signaled to a lot of black people in San Francisco um, that, yet again, something was being taken away from them. As a black woman in a city like San Francisco, are there different expectations put on her as a politician? And do people expect something else from London Breed? We've seen this caricature play out. We've seen it especially, you know, with Representative Maxine Waters for her just outspoken criticism of the Trump administration. I don't like uh, the way he has, you know, misled people, the way he has lied. I've seen it with a number of black women who, for better or worse, are sort of saddled with the savior status. We have to craft them as these people who know not only the heart of the people, um, but are super qualified and, you know, 
the best sort of representatives of democracy in this country. That's on its face unfair. I think black women should be given um, the sort of fullness of humanity to be moderate, to be conservative. The, the sort of narrative is asking that first, let's get black women to the table and then let's sort of grill them. London Breed really relied on that narrative of growing up in San Francisco and, and being local. And it seems like, you know, that really connected with people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a great it's a great story. It's a story that you certainly haven't seen in San Francisco in forever. You know, like every native San Francisco person who's gone on to become mayor has always been like a white guy who grew up and went to San Ignatius or, you know, some fancy private school. Right. And no knocks to San Ignatius. Y'all are cool. But um, but, you know, like you very rarely in the history of San Francisco have you seen someone literally come up from the projects, like start from the bottom and sit in the mayor's office. You've described Breed as um, I think the, the quote was sassy and refreshing. She's sassy. Right. And that's often a, a word that's attributed to black women and girls. It's mean, like she's she's mean and she's, you know, kind of vicious and bossy. And, and it's sort of she does, she doesn't deserve that the anger that she's she's showing. Right. And then, you know, other folks are just like, oh, that's refreshing. Right. We're not doing this whole white liberal, nice, you know, kumbaya. Let's all hold hands and find policy solutions together. She's definitely not afraid to make enemies. So, you know, I think it's going to be really fascinating to see, uh, one, what she says, but two, how it's heard. And I think how it's heard is is definitely going to probably fall along racial lines. Thank you so much for sharing um, all of your reporting and your analysis. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. I appreciate it. After all the I do solemnly swear stuff and the ceremony on the San Francisco City Hall steps, Per tradition, London Breed will take visitors in her new mayoral office, from the politicians to the everyday folks. I'm Erica Aguilar. You've been listening to The Bay. So I'm guessing you're here because you like good storytelling. That's what The Bay's all about, local storytelling. And so is another KQED podcast. It's called The Leap. Stories about local people doing extraordinary things that kind of just takes guts. Subscribe to The Leap today. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because 
This is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.